The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Let's go to the United States, to Marion McKeown and Cal Thomas. Uh, Marion, last week we spent so much time talking about the outrage of the school shooting in Uvalde. But over Memorial Day weekend, how many more mass shootings were there in the United States which got only a fraction of the attention? Yeah, you know, this, this is something that, as as we say repeatedly, we, we only focus from when there are huge numbers. But since the Uvalde shooting last Tuesday, which is a week ago today, at least another 11 people have been killed and 67 injured in other mass shootings. There have been at least 15 separate mass shootings that have taken place since Uvalde. Uh, California, Arizona, Tennessee, Michigan, Pennsylvania, all over all over the United States. And, you know, ag- again, these are numbers, as we know, 45,000 people a year die in America as a result of guns every year. Uh, and, you know, so, so although we focus on the horror of incidents like Uvalde, it's a daily and sometimes more than daily basis that these events occur. 45,000 people a year die as a result right. of shootings. Now, some of these are suicides, some of these are accidents, um, and about, I think, a little over a third is our, around 20,000 are as a result of gun violence, and a lot of this, of course, is also domestic violence, violence within families, um, which is carried out. Guns, I think in Texas, for example, it has the highest rate of domestic violence deaths in America and about 70%, upwards of 70% are guns are used. Okay. Uh, And we heard from Colin McCann on the programme on Friday, eight children and teenagers a day die as a result of gun violence in the United States. Cal Thomas, 45,000 people dying. I know you have a big population, 330 million or so, but that is simply extraordinary. Um, And if you didn't have the availability of guns, then presumably only a fraction of that number would die. Well, Matt, we haven't had this problem in the United States until fairly recently. Uh, There have been more mass shootings. I just looked up in the European Union between 2009 and 2015 in the U.S. But I think we're starting at the wrong end of this when it comes to more laws and seizing guns and outlawing things. I'm for... Uh, increased uh, things on on this issue. I favor waiting periods and interviews with family and schoolmates, more rigid background checks, even psychological evaluations. But we are now in the United States reaping the consequences of an anything-goes mentality. We can't teach right and wrong anymore because of fear of lawsuits from people who believe only in their own truth. Did you know that between 1836 and 1936 in this country, Public schools use the McGuffey readers to reinforce values such as respect for other lives and property, patriotism, honesty. These were discarded in favor of do your own thing in the 60s, and now we're reaping the consequences. So it's not just the guns. It's the mentality and the value system of the people who use them for evil purposes. Marion, what you say for that? Well, Cal, you know what? That two things can be simultaneously true. You cannot, on the one hand, the the people who oppose gun control in the United States, and I know you're not one of them, but they blame mental illness on the one hand, then they blame poor morals. Well, you know, which is it? If you're mentally ill, are you expected, you know, to to have 
uh, the, the capacity to understand morality. They blame single mothers. They blame absent fathers. I heard Donald Trump Jr. at the weekend, irony of ironies, the multiple adulterer who left his five young children, uh, blame uh, absent fathers uh, for, um, you know, th these sort of shootings. The problem is, we look, at the clearest single indicator of this, and I spoke about it last week, was Bill Clinton in 1994 banned all assault weapons and semi-automatic weapons in the United States. He put a ban. He could only get it for 10 years uh, because, you know, th that was the compromise. Uh, George W. Bush in 2004 uh, reintroduced, allowed people to then uh, buy assault weapons again. And since then, the number of killings and deaths have tripled in America. So there's your example. Yes, people do need to take more personal responsibility. Yes, America needs to spend a lot more on mental health care. Yes, there need to be checks. But why not just ban assault weapons? I know you're not against that, Cal. So I'm not saying that to you directly. I'm saying this would be a huge first step in America because nobody, as I said before, any hunter I've ever met in America would laugh at the notion of killing a deer or a wild boar with an assault no. weapon. Well, They're only that, used for damage. Yeah. I agree with okay. that, but, but uh, you know, there are, there are hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of these kinds of weapons out there. What are you going to do? You're going to send the federal government, the local police in to uh, grab all of them? That's just not going to happen. Cory well, Booker, I, the Democrat sorry. senator from New Jersey over the weekend, said he's very, very pessimistic about any new laws being passed in Congress. And he is one who is uh, on the side of advocating for more laws. Yeah, you know, Cal, what I think they can do is what they did in Canada. There's a mandatory buyback that if you, you have a mandatory buyback, you have a, a period of, say, a year in which you, you surrender your assault weapons, you're compensated for them, and if you're caught with them after that, it's a criminal offence. Again, well, not it's just not going to weapons, fix it's everything. Handguns. It's sure, handguns, it's, too. That's not going to happen in America. Yeah, that's just not going to happen. Why not? It's a fact. You see, why not? You know, see, see, this is because actually... Because of the Second Amendment. Uh, yeah, because no. of the Second Amendment and the way the Supreme Court has interpreted it. If it's going to change, you need a constitutional amendment. That's not going to happen either. But, that's just a fact. But say, why is it a fact? What is it about Americans that you're so attached to your guns? There are no other countries in the world that have such extraordinary levels of gun ownership. Because yeah, it goes back to the founding of our country, where the founders believed in the right to keep and bear arms as a, uh, to protect against a tyrannical government. Now, I think President Biden is right it, 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 the other day when he said in Uvalde, Texas, that the Second Amendment is not absolute. But I want to hear what he means by that. He's talking about you can't buy a bazooka, you can't buy a tank, and the guns that you can own in the country are insufficient to defend against any attack by airplanes tanks or other uh, weapons or devices that are owned by the federal government. I think we need a civil conversation on this. I think there are many ways that we can move forward in a bipartisan way. But the problem is you've got entrenched interests on both sides. You've got the absolutists who don't want any guns at all in the hands of uh, civilians. And then you've got the absolutists on the other side who want absolutely no controls on any kind of gun that can be owned by a civilian. Uh, sorry, can I, can I just get back to that, Cal? And, you know, I agree there is a need for a civil conversation. But look, you know, Antonin Scalia, who was a very conservative judge back in 2011 in the Heller case, which affirmed the right of people to keep guns for their protection in their houses, he said the Second Amendment wasn't absolute. He made that point that you couldn't take guns any time, any place, anywhere, as 
Greg Abbott in Texas insists that you should be able to do. Now, we're going to have a, a, a decision handed down very soon. I don't like to second guess the Supreme Court, where they are going to say not only can you have guns in your home, it's very likely, but you can also carry guns on your person anywhere you want because you have the right to defend yourself. And the Supreme Court, the current Supreme Court, looks like it's all about extending the Second Amendment. So, you know, I think that there's a real problem with, you know, even like, as I say, that Antonin Scalia, who was seen as a conservative but considered judge, that you now have in such a short time, in a decade, such a lurch to the right and where you have such absolutism on the Second Amendment with this conservative supermajority. And of course, then, ironically, they also have such absolutism when it comes to women's rights to choose and, and things like that, you know. So I just find that it's it's not... And I, I respect the right... Of people to own guns in America. I've been in America a long time. I've spoken to people. I don't, I don't say, and I don't know anyone uh, I've spoken to for the Democratic Party who says no guns in the States. They say people have the right to hold guns if they're rifle, you know, rifles for hunting, for, you know, farms, whatever. They say people have the right to have handguns to protect their properties. Nobody is suggesting that guns be absolutely abolished. But what they're suggesting is that lethal weapons, that assault weapons, AR-15 style weapons, should be governed of that there is no explainable there's no logical need for people to be able to buy those by the hundreds if they so wish okay um just to move this slightly along uh, cal um what about this investigation by the department of justice into the police response at the uvalde school shooting yes well the mayor of uvalde has requested it and i think it would be a good thing there was clearly a failure on many levels the police were in that school for 40 minutes to one hour. Uh, the lead uh, uh, police officer said he thought it was a barricade situation rather than an active shooter situation. It was a major mistake, which uh, he admitted later. So I think it's perfectly appropriate for the Department of Justice to investigate this and uh, find out uh, what went wrong and why it went wrong. What do you make of that, Marianne? Well, you know, I think that if ever we saw the puncturing of that trite NRA slogan that all it takes, the only thing that will stop a bad man with a gun is a good man with a gun. And that's been the NRA slogan. And it's their mantra after every mass shooting. Well, we had 19 good guys with guns fully armed and fully trained in a corridor outside a classroom where children were being shot in real time and they could hear it happen and they did nothing. So I'm sorry, as I say, it, to me, it's just unthinkable. I know you can have crossed wires. I know there could be mistakes made, but how armed police officers could stand there while this happened, whatever their orders were, to me is, is just inexplicable. There were seven, eight, nine-year-old, ten-year-old children in those rooms. Uh, they were pleading for help. They were calling one child called 911, I believe it was six or seven times, begging for the police to arrive. The police were there outside the door. And that, to me, is just, as I say, it just exposes the lie that that, that NRA mantra is. And, you know, in, in Parkland, something similar happened, although not on such a catastrophic scale. There was a school security officer who basically went away and he was charged with seven different criminal charges. I suspect there will be massive civil lawsuits and deservedly so. I also suspect that there will be, at a minimum, there will be, well, there is a criminal investigation and, and that hopefully there will be massive changes made to the, the Uvalde police force and the school district force in particular. Okay, but then Donald Trump, the narcissist in chief, <laughs> he, at the weekend, praises the national, the NRA, and then reads the names of the 21 Texas shooting victims, feigning sympathy, because the reason I say that is minutes later, 
he's dancing on stage. Does this clown ever, ever, ever understand the, I think, responsibility for somebody in his position? Cal? It's bad taste in the extreme. Bad taste. I mean, nobody has ever credited Donald Trump with having good taste, but this takes it to the lowest possible level. I don't think there's any problem of reading the names in silence of, the, of those who died. I think that's uh, happened before. President Biden was in Uvalde touching pictures uh, and uh, putting down flowers in, in, in front of the pictures. All of that is fine. But when you're dancing and, uh, you know, pretending that it's all about you, that is bad taste in the extreme. Finally, briefly, Marion, why won't the United States send Ukraine rocket systems that could reach Russia? Well, you know, I think that this this is a tricky situation, um, quite honestly, because it is possible that if the U.S. gives um, the Ukraine long distance rockets like the ones, the, the MLRS weapons that they want, the multiple launch rocket systems, that, you know, if they're firing into Russia and if they're um, hitting Russian targets, the, the, Russia could use that as a pretext to widen the war. So I have terrible sympathy for for um Volodymyr Zelensky and it really feels that almost Putin's gambit is going to come to pass that the people are starting to pay less and less attention to Ukraine the suffering is continuing the savagery of the Russian onslaught is continuing uh, but of course the troops are are uh, the Ukrainian troops are are becoming exhausted. They're being injured. They're sustaining casualties as well. And I just think that Putin thinks if he hangs in there long enough that the West will start looking the other way and that he will get his victory. But, you know, I think that you don't have to give the MLRS weapons, but you do have to keep arming, keep arming and do everything that we can. Okay. And I think the sanctions as well are absolutely essential. Thank you very much. Uh, Marion McKeown and Cal Thomas. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.